Incredibly important. Every time we do one of these episodes, we have to get a really good can opening sound, and the secret is that it's usually water. But not today! That's Bud Light. There are those who would say that is water. I mean, it is. Okay. Thank you. And I'm going to sip it very My gingerly, My but, it's, but it, you know what? It's a beer. It's, it's a beer. Been, it's been Cheers, a while. Dude. It's been a while. Clink, clink. Um, so I have <laughs> I an actually important question. Uh, has anybody here, at the New York Comic Con, has anybody here listened to this podcast before? Okay, hey, great, hey, a couple hi. of people. The rest Good. of you, I, I will warn you, it, you're gonna get confused. Um, uh, and that is a feature, not a bug, as they say in the tech world. Uh, Amelia is going to try to police us on this because we, if it's just the three of us shooting the shit, then we're also we're gonna swear a lot. If that is an issue for anybody, I would run, literally run for the doors. Uh, doors yeah. back um, there. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was a good whistle. A great whistle. Yeah, that was. I've always been jealous. My mom can do that. That I can't. ruled. Um, so when we say something like, and then coin face enters, there are like six of you who know what we mean. Yes, Lord John Gray. Uh, the rest of you are gonna be like, what? I've seen every episode of the show and I've read all the books and the novellas and both volumes of the Outlandish Companion and I have no idea who is Coinface. Um, so, for example, if we say Dick Fox and you're like, there, there is no Dick Fox, I would know if there was a Dick Fox in the Outlander series by Diana Gabaldon. I'm intimately familiar with those books. Uh, then Amelia would say, you guys, they don't know what Dick Fox means. And we would say, oh, that's the Comte Saint Germain because he's a dick and a fox. And a fox. <laughs> So it's gonna go like that. Yeah. She's, she's gonna try to keep us in line. Uh, what we are going to do <laughs> today luck, is friend. something that we have done only once before. Coincidentally, it was the last live show that we did before the pandemic. It was in so, February 2020. Yeah. So it was the last time we actually recorded in person until this spring. It was yeah. crazy. Um, so it's our fault, apologies. Um, <laughs> we didn't. I'm not taking responsibility. No, no we are not responsible for the coronavirus pandemic. Um, but we're very excited to be doing it again, even though the first time it was terrifying, and we're sure this time will be too. We are doing, as you probably saw on the cute little poster and in the book and on the website and all the places, live fanfic. To be specific, live <coughs> and filthy fanfic. Um, what's gonna happen is we are going to do a previously on, which will sort of, I guess, inform us what we're gonna be talking about, because we have made zero plans other than that we're going to attempt to be funny. Um, then, occasionally we'll have commercial breaks, whatever, but we're gonna need your help in two circumstances. First, uh, raise your hand if you think you came the furthest to be here. Nobody thinks where, they came where'd far, you come where'd you come from? Indiana. Indiana? Whoop. beat that, Iowa. 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 Wait, we gotta... Wait. Texas? Texas? Oh, that's even. Oh. Texas. That's even. 
Brazil and Texas. You get a special privilege, or some may say an obligation. I wouldn't. I would call it a privilege. At any point in the entire live fanfic, you somebody gets to la carte and somebody gets je suis prêt. Who wants what? Great, je suis prêt, to la carte. When you yell that, we have to stop and do a full minute of the story where we alternate words. Oh, I forgot this bit. So, so like, we do it one word at a time for a full minute, which is longer than you think. And terrible. <laughs> it's actively terrible. It is really, uh, and it, we show our asses uh, every time we do that. That's one. The other is sometimes we're going to just sort of like hit a little mini wall. So we'll say, and then uh, around the corner comes and we'll just look at you in fear and terror and desperation because how are we supposed to do this? And then Amelia will be running around with the mic and if you've got a suggestion as to who it is that comes around the corner, you then you go, Fergus, but Kid Fergus, but after he loses his hand, all right? <laughs> so then we'll know, like great, okay, Fergus, but it's Kid Fergus, but it's after he loses his hand. Would great, yeah. know exactly when we are in the story. No, <laughs> I have uh, only one hand now, I do not know what to do, like that. Um, it'll be great. Uh, and we're gonna start now. Okay. Are we gonna start now? This Bro. is happening. We Hold gotta on. start sometime. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. We got this. We got this. All right. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's been a while. Guys, oh, here we go. Um, I just, we say previous land out later, but if we fail horribly, I want to encourage you to think that that is the best possible outcome, because I promise you, if we fail miserably, it is going to be very funny to you. <laughs> we are going to be dying, but you can laugh all you want. The harder we fail, the more you should point and chuckle and say, wow, did I see a terrible panel. <laughs> and that is okay with us. So here we go. Oh my God. <clears throat> Previously on Outlander. You first, bitch. I'm, I'm, I'm gathering myself. Okay. We see a Natalie-dressed motorist in a car that seems like it's probably from sometime pre-1950s, and he's driving through the hillsides and just having a wonderful day in his beautiful tweed ensemble. <laughs> Listening to his car radio, it's probably some, like, Elvis shit. And then he comes it's around definitely the not Elvis. <laughs> For me, it is. Okay. All right. It's baby Elvis. It's, it's like, time travel. Deal it's with like, it. Yeah. It's time travel. Get on board. It's baby Elvis. It's baby Elvis. Great. Okay. That's not important to the story. This, this is the Elvis that was enforced. <laughs> hold on. Right? Hold on. That's the Elvis. So our natty motorist is having a really good day, right? And he comes around the corner, and this crazy woman comes running out. Who won? And then just runs past him. <laughs> Back into the woods where she lives. And he is. Alarmed, but looks up and happens to see a circle of tall, rock-hard stones. <laughs> and is drawn there beyond himself. He doesn't understand why. And we see him slowly trudge up the hill, reach out, hear a very strange sound. And then he disappears. That, I mean, that didn't happen previously on Outlander, but we're going with it. It, it didn't happen previously on Outlander because I'm picking up after that. Okay, all right, all right. This is a future episode, got it, okay. Um, uh, the next scene, we see Jamie, and he is in the surgery at the big house, counting his windows. And as he counts his many windows, he looks down and he notices 
that he's wearing a mysterious seashell and a necklace around his neck, and that gives him an idea. Um, this is just because he was wearing that cool necklace today. But it, it, there's a, it's a little necklace, and he looks at, it, at the seashell and he thinks, hmm, I bet somebody's voice could fit in there. <laughs> and then... Then Roger enters the surgery and says, uh, Jamie... We're still in the previously on, buddy. Different scene. Oh, sorry, it's a different scene. Uh, yeah, so uh, what I meant to say was um, uh, there, um, there's a quiet forest. <laughs> we see uh, fireflies, even though it's slightly dusk, uh, mist rolling through a deer, prancing about. Mist is rolling through a deer? Yes. <laughs> Great. Good. This, this is what I said. Great. This was on the episode. Didn't you see this one? I did yeah. see this one. Um, I love the credits, dear. And uh, we we start to notice this part of the <laughs> of the forest is a little lived in, um, <laughs> with a small shack, uh, the uh, trappings <laughs> of a recent kill, and mm. a skin drying on a rack. It looks bearish. Ooh. Oh my god, are we gonna do Man in a Bear suit? Yep. Great, okay. Uh, so then, it ends and we get a big swell of Bear McCreary's beautiful orchestration and this is the part where we ask you to all sing this song with us because we only know some of the words. Here we go! Sing me a song of a lass that is gone Say could that lass be I? Wearing a malas held on a day over the sea to over the sea. You're doing great, keep it up! To sky. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. That was you are amazing. Give yourself a freaking you. They're gonna go. You are great. We are terrible. Yeah. All right. Um, so here we go. Title card, Julie. What's our? Am I doing name and you're doing image? You're yes, doing image. I'm Do doing image. image. Okay. So the title card is one of my favorite. Yeah, Julie's things. obsessed with the Outlander give title you cards. Little clues. And on this one, what we see is a door slam, and then a little shimmer of a, a, a like a. Foil, what, what, streamers. Oh, streamers fall down. That's what we see. Um, and then the words come up on the title card and it says in that beautiful all caps font, party. <laughs> so this is party, season hmm, episode blue. Yeah. Um, um, here we go. Written by Matthew B. Roberts. No, it's not! Oh, shady. Um, all right. Here we go. Here we go. So our, uh, we see again our Natalie-dressed motorist. He's just minding his own business, driving his car through the picturesque Scottish countryside. And he sees uh, just a crazy lady standing in the beautiful road in, a, in cosplay. Um, like really good cosplay too, and like somebody made that by hand. And she's like a little bit pregs, and like, she's uh -huh. just, she's looking around like, this is concrete, that's good, I see concrete, but how can I tell the woman about the Battle of Culloden? And then he, she runs up, and this strange woman says to the motorist, who won, who won the Battle of Culloden? And he says, the, the British, the British! And off she goes, and he tries to give her a ride, and she says no, and he sees those stones again. This mm -hmm. is obviously a replay, we're just getting the scene again, you know how that goes. <laughs> and he wanders up the hill to the circle of dick rocks. Yes. And, and he, he can't help himself but reach. Oh. 
Okay, I'm sorry. The, um, the stone circle, they're big dick rocks. That's, that's what we call them. That's our work. So them. you touch the dick rock, and you and go you back, go back yeah. through time. Go back. Or sometimes forward in time, and sometimes back, back and forth, and back and forward, and back and forward. That was a sex joke. Yeah. We, we really, uh, we really thrust it upon you. Oh my God! Go Get out! Get out! All right. No. Um, Nothing. So he wanders up to the to the pulsing, rock hard stone circle, and he places both his hands. On, not around. It's too, it's too thick. Too girthy. The on the dick rock, and poof, he disappears. But somehow his hat is left behind, and the yeah. hat just falls. It just ground. drops on the ground. And we and, and we cut. He's laying in the grass, um, just beautifully composed in his lovely tweed, uh, and and his sh shoes are all sort of on and off. I'm trying to remember what she has in the image, I can't remember, but I know it didn't make sense that no, she wouldn't have fallen that way. Um, and, oh, and there's a tartan sort of, sort of on him inexplicably. Um, and he sits up and he looks around and goes, where, where am I? Where? No, when am I? And there's a rustling in the bushes and then a very handsome man walks out, kind of an indiscriminate age, kind of a silver, um, blonde ponytail, kind of a weird vest though, like he's got kind of a leather daddy thing. <laughs> it's a little fetish gear, I'm just gonna say it. Like maybe this is the guy that makes people uncomfortable at parties, uh, but he is very handsome. And he has kind of a long gaze. You can tell this man has seen things. He's been through time. We all know this. We know he's a time traveler. It's Monsieur Raymond in the 1980s. <laughs> we're in the 80s? We're in the 80s? Oh, we're in the 80s. Wow. Yes. We're, we're the, going to the party club scene. Hold on, the Natalie Dress motorist traveled yes. forward in time to the 1980s. Yes. And all met, right. And met Monsieur Raymond. That must have been excellent cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do hear it's a hell of a drug. Okay, uh, so our Natalie dressed motorist is in the 1980s. Uh, meanwhile, who the hell else did we talk about in our setup? Oh, uh, Jamie's um, surgery. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie's in the surgery. Um, he's just, he's taking some time to himself. He's inspecting the little jars of penicillin. That <laughs> I love those jars of penicillin. I'm sorry. The last time, commercial break, the last time we did this, uh, Claire and Jamie had sex in a cheesecake. <laughs> yeah. While she was collecting the blue cheese to treat someone's wound. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, but first, you're gonna be cheesed or something. I don't yeah, remember what we said. And then they fucked in the cheesecake and she had blue cheese in her hair. So apparently, I'm just trying to make the penicillin thing happen again. Um, so he's looking at, he, no, we're back from commercial. He's looking at all of the penicillin dishes and he's looking out the 27 windows in that are in just the surgery. He's got his glasses on. He's got his Santa glasses on. Yeah. Um, and he sees this necklace he's wearing. When did that get there? I didn't have this in my, I did not have this in my sporran. I did not. I did not. No? No. Oh. Uh, and then Roger Mack comes in. Oh my God. Wait, I need to know when we are in time. Is this like, are, are Jamie and Roger cool in this episode? I think they kind of have to be on the edge of being cool, right? Yeah. Like maybe not fully cool because I don't think that well, Jamie well, would. 
And is this pre or post silent movie? Uh, it's got to be pre, this, right? This, pre. Yeah, because Roger's still a little bruised, isn't he? No, that's oh, you why I was saying from, from when they when they tried to kill him because of the a case first of mistaken time. identity. Yes. Yeah. Great. Yes. So like when you play Guess Who and you just like hit all the like who he's got a he's got green eyes and a brown nose and he's wearing a purple hat. That's him. We'd better beat the shit out of him. Yes. <laughs> that's good. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he's so he's he's come back from that misadventure, but it's before our, the excruciating, incredibly terrible uh, hanging episode. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we're not that's still talk coming. About that. <laughs> um, we're on the up. And Roger course. walks up, and he is looking at Jamie, looking at his necklace, and he says, "Quite a look you have there. <laughs> no clue. No clue. Don't ask the question about where that accent came from." <laughs> it, it was like Irish. I can only do one accent. Do that one. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, and, and Jamie says, thank you. I, I didn't know from whence it came. And then Roger, with his uh, encyclopedic knowledge of history, yes. uh, realizes that it actually looks quite familiar. Uh, and says, you know, this actually looks very similar to uh, uh, some artwork that was uh, from this area. Uh, like Gaelic runes. Like Gaelic runes. Nice. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it was very. It would be uh, in the history books. It feels like it's a conspiracy theory because no one quite knows where it's from, but it is uh, from this area. Powerful symbol from this area. Yeah. <laughs> but how does it get around my neck? <laughs> you don't understand. My neck is enormous. <laughs> it takes quite a lot to get around it. I. Well, I don't have an answer for that. I only know about history. <laughs> great. As always, Roger Mack, you're a great hell. Why don't you go hunt something? Oh, and now I don't know where that accent came from. I, I, I had it for a while. Irish, at least. Uh, so Jamie just woke up with this powerful rune around his neck? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow, this is really mystical. Yeah, this is like, this is like some... This is like some season four shit. Well, yeah, this is some like magic shit. You know what we should have done? We should have done Galus Duncan's Blood Spa. Why yeah. don't we do well, that? We, we, have we have just started. We have we have a whole other okay. act to go. You know through. what? But but somehow, <laughs> dear reader, I guess we're this is a book fanfic. But somehow you know that that rune necklace came from Galus Duncan's Blood Spa. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, You're welcome. there you go. There you now, go. Now we have to get there. Oh, it's going to be Don't easy. worry about <laughs> it. I'm gonna always at Galus Duncan's blood spot in my heart. I have a punch card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's almost full. <laughs> when it's all the way full, I get a free blood bath. Okay. Mm -hmm. It smells terrible. I can only imagine. Like mercury. Uh, but my iron, skin is glowing. Uh, so uh, are we back in the forest? We are. Oh yeah, we have to get into the forest. Yeah. We have to see um, if this uh, fairy hut's of the rock and don't come a knocking. Well, uh... That's what you were, you were doing the fairy hut, right? Sorry, no, fairy Beardsley, hut. Beardsley shack of love. The fairy hut is uh, where Marta and Jocasta do it. They're a little like love, love nest in the woods. That where it's it like fairy hut. This was once a pile of sticks, and now it's a pile of sex. <laughs> yeah. So uh, 
we, we come to realize that it was actually a mislead when we thought we saw the, the man in the bear suits, because this was actually the beginning of Murtaugh creating his fairy hut. Oh. His fairy hut to the I, For just one terrible moment, I thought you were going to say that Murtaugh was the man in the bear suit. I, absolutely and not. No, I was just going to... I would never disrespect Murtaugh. <laughs> he is such a... He's, he's a guy so who, to I just want him to hold me. I just want, I just want good things. Yeah. Don't we all? Yeah. Don't we yeah. I bet he's a really good cuddler. I bet he's a great cuddler. I bet cuddler. he is a great cuddler. And I bet he makes you come first. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm definitely. saying? Definitely. is on that list. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, where do you think Jamie learned it all? You're right! Right? I mean, we're talking about a man with an enormous neck who can bring a woman to orgasm in 14 seconds. Exactly. Where he's like, what, hold on, we're just, we're, we're like between appointments? I, we got five minutes? No I'm going to make you come three times. <laughs> just using my fingers. <laughs> Right? Yes. He's very, he learned he's that very, somewhere. He's very good at it. And his dad was always working. Here's, here's a thing that we should mention, because uh, this is another of our weird, we assume everyone is down with this. We, uh, uh, he's a, a champion bean flicker. We have a list of things that Jamie is good at, and a list of things he is not good at. He is a cunning linguist. Cunning linguist. He uh, is very, he is very bad at not looking hot while being covered in blood. It's very bad. Always which is hot. a disorienting viewing experience. Yeah, I think hot. you'll agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has a Cornish game hen for a back. Yes. Ugh, so um, fortunate. He, what else? What are our other things? Oh, he's cunning a linguist. weak seaman. He's a he's weak, a weak seaman. seaman. Yeah, um, he doesn't sail well. But we've He's mostly solved that sea. problem with acupuncture. Bless. Um, that's good. That's and he a good. He can't sing. And he right? can't sing. But now he's got a mystery rune around his neck, folks. And who is standing in the surgery with him? But a guy who won't fucking stop singing. So I guess we're back in the surgery now. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Jimmy. no, because it was a very, it was a quick cutscene with Murtaugh. All you see is we that just see him working. Working. He's like seven dwarf in it. Yeah, with uh, he's in a. Uh, a blouse that's open, a shirt that's open, yeah. so you see some of that chest. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, his, he's obviously in his silver mode. He's become uh, Murtaugh the Grey. Um, and so that's The best wig on the show. Oh, no doubt. Like, really, that wig was the best Where wig ever been. Where was the person who made that wig in season Early. one three? Well, Early. Because so those Claire wigs have always been great, but some of those Jamie wigs, y'all, no some wig. of those Jamie wigs no are wig. questionable. <laughs> So with Murtaugh, it's actually undone, so his hair is like falling off. Yes! Yeah, me, oh, my Fabio realness! Let me paint the picture here Paint, paint, paint. He has an ax, he's chopping wood. You uh, know what I like, bitch. I got you. Uh, <laughs> his face is definitely dirty with a bit of yeah, sawdust from the chips. <laughs> I love a dirty man! Here's, a, here's another important note. Um, you know Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins? Incredibly hot. Very formative. It explains a lot about both of our sexual preferences. Um, because Matt, you know the scene when Jamie comes crawling into the tent with the grease all over his face because they just stole all the whatevers from the cannons. Yeah. And then, and and then, then they don't fuck. fuck her. Yeah, that's that's Rude. Rude. illegal. 
That's a personal insult. Rude. Because his face is covered in grease. That means her face has also got to be covered in grease. Mm. A lot of her has got to be covered in grease. Greasy. Uh, Greasy. And then you see Murtaugh uh, create an A-frame. He's making an A-frame for okay. his hut, which means he's tying some knots, making sure they're nice and uh, taut. Okay. Uh, you hear the, the... Did you just say taunt or taut? Taut. I said taut. Okay. Taut. I, I said... I can't wait to hear the record. For later... I love uh, it. So he's, he's getting those knots real taut. Taut. Uh, with some taut line hitches uh, and a bow line. <laughs> That's not a thing. And it is, actually. Yeah, I believe oh. him, Neil. Yeah. Okay. Eagle Scout, sorry. Uh, I can't Don't do apologize it. for that. That is an amazing achievement. <laughs> it is. It is. Thank you. Thank you. My mom did a lot of it. Thank you, mom. Oh, shit! <laughs> Nobody <laughs> tell your scout master. Uh, anyway, so All then right. that was basically the scene. So we okay, so we uh, so, so now we're back in the surgery. Yeah. Um, and we'll Jamie, he just he's got what? Yep, she yeah. said it when he said it. Did we get a just we pray? Just we pray. Okay. All right. So he's back in the surgery. Yeah. You said Do you want to start with me or start with him? You start with you. Okay. Oh my god. Oh fuck. <laughs> Looking fly. He saw Roger picking <laughs> up. You knew I almost did. But I <laughs> so you're welcome, everybody. Picking up some hog. Some what? what? Hog. 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 Oh, like, like pork or something. Some hog. Some hog. So I'm picking up some hog. Not and some pork, not some bacon, not some lard. Some hog. Did you remember just like five minutes, less than five minutes ago when I said taunt? When I yeah, okay, fair. We got it, we fair. got it. Okay, all right. So he saw Ron picking, picking up, up some hog. Ham and he didn't not eat. <laughs> Instead, he licked the salt off the ham and ankle. Oh my god! Oh my no, god! No, that's Yo, the that worst. was subpar. That, that sucked. And now we have to work in this hog. Why was there? Was she trying to get the hog to mold in the surgery? Why was he licking? It? Wait, did they kill the white sow? Did they kill? Did the somebody white fucking sow? murder the white sow? <laughs> I don't know, it's our story. Oh my God. Roger Mack murdered the white sow. No. In cold blood. Well, that gives Jamie a reason to do what he's about to do. Because yeah. really, that is, that is a travesty. Jamie, he, he gets this weird purple swirly fuzz around his eyes. <laughs> yes. And, um, and, he, and he looks up and he says, all I want from you is your voice. And your ham. <laughs> and then Roger says, Jamie, I, you didn't see that. I didn't just do that. I didn't just lick this ham. I was totally... What are you taking my voice for? Sing for me. Now we're doing Phantom and a Little Mermaid. Sing for me. Sorry. Sing, sang for me. I suddenly feel compelled to sing for 
for you, Jamie. I yeah, please don't like sing the Little Mermaid song, because then we'll get sued. Yeah, we don't have enough mm-hmm. copyrights for that. Uh, and, and I know that I will be... And a little, while well, he's singing, a little gold ball of light. Light flights through the room. And it goes into the thing that's maybe a shell, but maybe also a skull, but I'm pretending maybe that it's a shell. Because I wanted to do this thing, and it's also a rune, and it's from Gayla's Duncan's Blood Spa. Yeah, so... The little gold ball of light flies into it, and all of a sudden, Jamie just stands a little bit taller, and then he says, Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. In the most beautiful voice you've ever heard, like Roger Mack could never. It is silky smooth. It's like Frank Sinatra meets Amy Winehouse, meets the guy that they got to sing at the big dinner in season one, whose name I don't remember, but he's really good. That guy meets Enya, meets Bernadette Peters in the revival of Annie, Get Your Gun. That's what it's like. It's great. And it's swell, it is great. Jamie's really surprised as it's coming out of his face because he's always been ashamed that he can't sing, right? And now he's filled with this power, this great power. And as, a, as we all know, Jamie can shoulder a lot of power, a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. How does he feel about this new power? What does he do with it? He lets it go of his head. He decides that he needs to increase efficiency on the ridge. And he's going to be able to do that by compelling his neighbors with the power of his voice. So he heads off to the Fraser's Ridge Glass Window Factory, <laughs> and he and he steps inside, and he says, "I need a different folk song." Um, <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> um, was, was, let me think of a good one. Um, he's oh, he starts just he's just humming green sleeves. He's just humming green <laughs> just sleeves quietly under his breath, like people and, aren't sure they heard it. And all of the all of the folk of Fraser's Ridge were still living under like boughs that they leaned against a tree, and then they put more boughs on the boughs while they were building the big house. They, they didn't have time to build their own houses. They did because they just made a lean-to. Um, they they start moving even faster. They're they're like we're cutting out windows, cutting windows, cutting out windows. Wait, so wait, Jamie uses the power of this voice for capitalism. For windows. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's acceptable. And then how we gotta get some sexy in this. How's Jamie gonna? Well, I think I, I think with I think. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we gotta get some wiener in here. This is in season three. Come on. Let's okay. Well, you know what? Fuck it. That we have gone off the rails already. So and into the surgery walks the concentra mat. Yeah. No, I can't do that. That's cheating. Well, well I don't know. He's how's, very, how's Roger feeling about losing his voice? Or uh, losing the ability to sing? Well, he can't talk either. He can't talk? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so Brianna's having a great day. Just kidding. <laughs> we really do love these characters very much. It's yes. just in fanfic, we end up dunking on them a lot. I don't know why. Apologies. <laughs> Except for Myrta, who just becomes godlike. No, no. I'm sorry. Remains godlike. Remains, stays, lives, breathes. Always and forever. Always. Alyssa Edwards. Well, so we know Claire's not here, because Claire is... Claire disappeared. Where's Claire? Yeah, so uh, that sexy time... <gasps> oh, that's oh. what he does. <gasps> he realizes the power that he now has within him, and it's a greater power than even he has had before. He sees how fast his uh, townspeople are working for him and knows that there's only one place to take this power, and that is to the bedroom. Yes. 
And that is to get his beautiful, smart, talented, and amazing wife just off. But, Jamie? Yeah. But she's gone. Where's she gone? Isn't she in the future? No. Or in the past? No. No. Maybe. Oh, this. It's a what separate are you? thread. You are, were you thinking we were in the 80s all the whole time? I, no, no. I just thought that's where she was. No, 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 no. Oh. Separate no, no. thread. Oh, here's oh. an important element of the podcast. He doesn't watch the show. He doesn't know anything about it. <laughs> that's a, it's part right. of the gimmick. It's re, it, honestly, I, it sounds dumb. It's very charming. We're we're recapping the show, and he gasps in a in, lot. in terror and in empathy because he has never seen it before. So Julie will say like. And then a single tear rolled down Lord John Gray's cheek. Oh. And Aaron goes, sorry, who's Aaron? Janine goes, oh. That was really sad. It, yeah, it's it great. really yeah. sad. So I've, I've lost. Better. Better. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, Claire is, I mean, because of the surgery, right? They have to fuck in the cheese cave. And there's blue cheese everywhere. Yes. Because blue cheese cures all wounds. Blue cheese. Mm -hmm. um, did you just penicillin. say penicillin? Yeah. Everyone, Amelia. Penicillin. Amelia. Penicillin. You get okay. it. Thank you. Uh, I think this is a place where we need assistance. Can someone come up with a reason to turn this party <laughs> into a sex party? So Jamie can sing, Roger can't sing, uh, and, and we've and got cheese and we've got the Constitutional Man, maybe. Thoughts? Anybody? Anybody? Impulses? What's, what's a reason? No, nobody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young Leary? Ooh. Oh. She's like, is she, what? I mean, but she's in Scotland. She's hit. She's hitched. And then, but not anymore. But she's she's collecting that child support. Did she support. find her way over to America? Oh, did she come to hang out with Marsley? Yeah, there she came go. back for a reunion. And then had sex with Claire? Yes! This is the big gap we've been trying to overcome. They have to get past this, like, this thing they have Why to, not? Yeah, this is a great way to have an apology. How do they, how would they, no, you couldn't. This you is couldn't. a rift. She's too much of a villain. There's no way to make her, like, into that. No. Well, and also, I mean, frankly, if we're going to do Claire Fraser slash Beck, it's got to be with Gayless Duncan. Gayless Duncan. I yes. mean, that, like. They were, they were about together. to die. They so, should have hooked up. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. the, Outlander needs to be more bisexual. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. um, but really, just more sex, please. Yes, um, just in general. More non-traumatic sex. We need a little more both. Yeah, OK. Uh, so, um, and I'm not going to have Roger and Jamie fuck. That's too weird. Um, yeah. OK, so Roger uh, runs off to see Brianna, and they have incredibly satisfying to sex, because Roger can't Can speak. <laughs> so he puts his mouth to good use by giving his wife the time of her life <laughs> at long last. That woman deserves. Yay! Okay, so so the so the little house with its meager 16 windows is just rocking, and Jemmy is just like playing with his feet and going, nah, nah, I'm traveling time. Can I have a best cup? And then uh, while the house is shaking, uh, Jamie is still filled with voice, and so he stands on the porch. The unnecessary porch with yeah. his 273 steps that go down what's kind of a hill. <laughs> Why are, it's the porch I get. The steps down the hill. I don't get. Well, he did, you know, they wanted to do it. For hey, remember him. that one time Brianna got beamed by a buffalo? Yes. 
<laughs> Sorry, I forgot about that, and then I just remembered. It was right there in that front yard, just below those steps you were speaking She's of. She's a brave lady, and she right is. now she's getting good and railed by her husband, so we're going to leave her in peace. Yeah, she's yeah, cool. She's so cool. Jamie stands on the porch, and he breathes into his diaphragm. So mm -hmm. um, his, his entire, oh, his yeah. huge, massive shoulders. Yes, it's very nice. And then he goes, uh, mm, hello, my baby, hello, my honey, hello, my ragtime gal. And he sings this beautiful song. And then Claire, somewhere Claire goes, what's that sound? Is that my husband singing? And so she rushes off and she sees him singing. She says, Jamie, you sound wonderful. But why your eyes have purple fuzz all over them? You don't seem yourself, my dear. And then he, that was bad, Claire, it's fine, I'm sorry. And then uh, Jamie just keeps singing as he picks her up and puts her directly on his face. Yay! <laughs> like Adam Driver in fucking Annette, Annette, Annette. Anybody see Annette? No? It's a, it's a, the Adam Driver goes down on Marion Cotillard while he's singing a song. It's a lot. <laughs> so he's doing, fly me to the moon <laughs> and let me <laughs> <laughs> And he's just holding her up there. And guess what the he can do? Time. Guess what he can do? He just turned around, dipped down slightly, got her in the front door, and went all the way up 60,000 stairs to their bedroom with her on his face. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, the ceilings are really unnecessarily tall. Well, they are, but they it's are. a palace. And also, he has such excellent muscle and sense memory. He knows exactly where every step is. Yeah, and then he does not take her to the bedroom, though, because <gasps> this is a special occasion. Instead, he takes her into his study, and while he's still got her balance on his face, he takes one enormous his hand and pushes all the stuff off of his desk. Yeah! And then he stands on the desk. <laughs> and she's up above him. And, and he's scared just because. It's like a ballroom. He just stands like 70 feet this tall. Is definitely a gold medal winning figure skating routine. Oh my god, have I just ruined Paris figure skating? Or have I made Paris figure skating that much better? You made it a little sexier. Yeah, all right. I did. So, <laughs> Roger Great. and Brie get into it in the tiny cat. Oh, a sex montage! Yes, sex yes! montage! Okay. Oh, the best thing ever. And oh, then, yeah, and then Jocasta uh, shows oh, well, up to the fairy hut. Well, That's yeah, right, so we're about to get Murtaugh, the triptych. As Murta is trip like putting the final touches on the fairy hut, Jocasta shows up with her, uh, her servant friend. Ulysses. Is the person who cosplayed as Jocasta and then corrected Sam Huon in the Q&A, is that person here? Okay, someday if you're listening, Jocasta who corrected Sam Huon, you fucking rule. You rule. That was amazing. You rule. It was really dope. The costume, great. And then, no, I am not Claire. I am Anne Jocasta. It was yes. great. Okay, anyway, Jocasta shows up. Yeah, and then uh, she goes into the fairy hut and Myrta takes his hair and brushes it out of his face and says... Does one of these, like... It's like... Murta would never. No, no, but it, it, was, it was mostly to get the dirt out of his eye. Okay. Uh, and he looks at her and he says, I want you to know that this hut is as sturdy as my coke stand. <laughs> and she, and I she, just wanted to say coke And she looks back at him and says, we shall see. Oh, a challenge! Oh, okay, so we've got three rooms a bumpin' in the in, in North Carolina, in Fraser's Ridge, in the woods. 
Uh, meanwhile, back in the 1980s, in the 1980s. This part of the episode, I forgot about Yep. This. You know oh, what? Wow. This may end up getting pushed to the next episode, but I'll see what I can come up with. This is this is a very long arc, is what we have. Uh, it is. Yeah. It's the beginning of a multi-episode arc. Yes, Natty uh, Traveler. What do we call him? In, intrepid motorist. Intrepid beleaguered mo motorist. Beleaguered motorist. Y'all know who we're talking about when we talk about this guy, right? The the gentleman who sees her on the road. Okay. I, so he's I getting a know, starring role. I really do want to know what the rest of his day was like. <laughs> like I really do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, and that story has probably gotten more elaborate every time he tells it. So he goes to the pub mm -hmm. and he sits down in front of the barkeep and he says, Have I ever told you about the time that a woman stopped me in the street and screamed? A sassanac stopped me in the street and screamed. Who in the Battle of Cologne? Then she punched me upside the aid. Aid. You know, see, now I've gone. Now you're Bimini Bamboo. Now I'm a child. <laughs> now I'm Bimini. Um, uh, Slap me upside my noggin. I'm saying noggin is a thing now. Uh, and then uh, robbed me, took my car, left me in only my shoes and my shift. Yes, I wear a shift. It's so comfortable. <laughs> I can breathe in it. My nether regions have room to breathe. <laughs> it's great. The airflow is great. Uh, okay, so we're in the 80s. So, in the 80s. Yes. <laughs> so he wakes up in the stone circle, and out from the bushes comes a um, leather daddy, Monsieur Raymond. But he's carrying a map. So you can see that there's a reason why he's here. So he comes stumbling through, and he's trying to figure out on this map. And then, are you all familiar with the work of the actor that played um, Monsieur Raymond, Dominique uh, Pignon, I think his name is. Yeah, he's Dominique an Pignon. incredible French comedic, like physical actor, like a clown, like he's so good. So he comes up and he comes through, that's important, because his, his role is very physical. Oh. Oh my. Yes, oh, girl. Yes. Driver's about to get driven. And he has this map and you can tell he's looking at it the wrong way and it's all weird and he just flaps it down like this and then peers over it. Oh, <laughs> God, it's so awesome. I can picture it. Yes, yes, you and can. And he says, Hello, I have been expecting you, Monsieur Motorist. <laughs> it has been a long journey to get here, but it was, no, was written in the stars. Mm -hmm. And also, I am a time traveler too. <laughs> and do you, have, do you need it in medicine? I sell medicine. And sometimes jewelry, jewelry. Oh, you say jewelry, jewelry. And do you have a cigarette? I have been traveling through time for so long. Finally, back in the time where they are readily made and available. <laughs> you don't understand. I have tried so many times. To, to, to perfect the recipe for a cigarette. For a nice galois! It does not, the recipe does not exist. If I, Monsieur Raymond, noted time traveler and apothecarist, cannot make a perfect cigarette, it does not exist, I must smoke these camel lights. No, 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 no. I believe in the power of transformation, so I smoke the camel crush. <laughs> And then, uh, crush. and then give us a suggestion for how they got interrupted. Mm -hmm. How are they interrupted? Who's inter who interrupts them at the Stone Circle in the 1980s? Mary Hawkins. Mary, Mary Hawkins. Hawkins. Mary Hawkins. Oh yes. All of a sudden, there's a you hear strings and 
intense sounds, and it seems like the earth begins to shake, and the pulsing, throbbing, rock-hard stones <laughs> upon the earth begin to spout, I don't know, magma from their tips. Yeah. And Mary Hawkins suddenly appears. Where am I? Where? I'm asking you, where am I? <laughs> Monsieur Raymond. I don't know why I'm giving her that voice. Apologies, Mary Hawkins. <laughs> Monsieur Raymond takes the map down completely. He's shocked. He shakes it out slowly. He does not break eye contact. He looks at her the entire time while he slowly folds the map back perfectly. And then he puts it in his back pocket and he says, Mary Hawkins. I did not expect you so how do you feel? And she says, You have to help me! My best friend's been accused of murder! I don't know. Guys, what else would she say? Well, I just want, I had the impulse, I went with it. I wanted to be a murder mystery this now. Is, this is a long arc, so actually we cut away. Oh, oh yeah. my god! Commercial break. Commercial that's, break. That's the commercial break. Uh, oh yeah. my god, cliffhanger. Okay, that's good, because yes. we have to figure out exactly how much cocaine they're gonna do. Yes, well, I mean, it is the 80s, they are close to London, I'm gonna say metric five. A lot. Uh, so we come back from commercial, and we get a flashback, because I'm working, I, I'm working Ferguson into this if it's gonna kill me. Let's do it. Okay, so, no, it's not a flashback, we be, we're back on the ridge. Yeah. And the, well, and, with and the, the three, the three shaking huts. We're back on the ridge, and then suddenly you see, uh, you see a horse riding down the trail. There you and go. It's, uh, He's gonna get the regulators moment, isn't he? Yeah, Fergus is. <laughs> he's just, he's doing the thing where he jumps off the horse and then walks purposefully forward and it's incredibly hot. In you know the thing I'm talking about? And his friends yeah. get behind yeah. him and they're just like in But now he's figured out how hot he looks when he jumps guts. off a horse like that, so he just dismounts that way every time. So yeah. there's nothing going on. Everything's he's just, just riding up to the house. He was just going for a daily ride. <laughs> and then he goes, <laughs> huh, 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 And huh. as he's really feeling himself walking up to the big house, he realizes that the forest is quiet except for the sound of and it sounds like the trees are being moved by a mountainous man because the tree because it's wood and the house is made of wood oh oh yes when yes. this big house is a rockin don't, don't come, come a knockin yeah. so he's hearing sounds that make him not he's know hearing it. well he's hearing the sound of someone singing with a mouthful of vagina Yes, is what he's hearing. That's what he should yeah. be hearing. I want to make it really clear. See, he's still going. He, Allison, what song has he moved on to at this point? <laughs> he's doing all of American Pie. <laughs> all 11 minutes. Long, long And then he's going to move on to the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> it doesn't, the lyrics don't matter. What matters is the vibration. <laughs> he's, he's got a rich baritone now, you guys. It's really, it's very like... He's working his instrument. He's learning how to use it. Like, of course this man would want to be the best that he could possibly be at this particular task. Yeah. Now that he has this God-given power. Yeah. Well, God-given, he took it. What about this gala shit? Is she coming back? Yeah, she's coming back because here's the thing. Like, what he, uh, Fergus notices is that the, the, the house is rocking and he shouldn't come and knock in, and then suddenly he sees another... Uh, person walked from the forest. He was like, uh, regulators? And it was like, no, it is me, Galus. Galus Duncan comes walking out of the woods? Yeah. You know what to do in that moment? Run. Run. Run, <laughs> Run away. Run very far away from no, that person. No, first, 
get a get a little snap for Insta of whatever she's wearing. You're right, because she does then look run. Yeah. She looks really She'll be good. wearing that monkey vest, or she she'll be wearing good. like her really cute 60s outfit. It's like the shirt backwards so, yeah. or whatever. And she's always looking great, so you might as well get some Ooh, Insta. only this time she's in like Halston, because she's just come from the 1980s. Yes, she has! Oh, Allison. Mysteriously, there's this fine white powder just underneath her nose. <laughs> right here, right here. <laughs> it's very so, yeah. so, uh, Ferguson says, Galus, why are you here? And Galus says, well, I, I felt a pull from, from the future. I, I felt a scent. I felt a scent. Perhaps. But if I came here, I could buy some of the finest blood known to womankind from... What the, the stars have told me is a female butcher. Is there a female butcher here, or am I the female butcher? <laughs> and then Fergus says, oh, Gailis, uh, no, there is a female butcher. My wife I has gotten very good at cutting of large animals <laughs> with her delicate hands. <laughs> he, he, she is currently butchering a Bull, shall we go see? And they and they wander off. What Fergus doesn't see as he walks purposefully towards his butcher wife, who's covered in blood. You know who's also not good at not looking hot while covered in blood? Lauren Lyle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, yeah. She really knows how to, you know, work. She can the get meat. it. She can. She, she can, can work the it. meat. She can she really can work, work the anything. Meat. Like, um, she's up she's the, the best. No I think Marsley might is. be my favorite character at the moment. So I love her. Um, yeah. Our nickname for her so, uh, what? Uh, yeah, we so call her Parsley. Sometimes we call her Muesli. It's all over the place. yeah. I think once Mucinex, but I think that was because I had a cold. That was an accident. Yeah. 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 We didn't like it. We just yeah. didn't stick with it. Yeah. So, um, uh, for what Fergus doesn't see as he marches towards the new butchering station that has. <laughs> Three stories. Yeah, and a, like a treadmill. And, like and a, a dumb waiter. An actual, like, belt. Like, some kid's yeah. over there cranking it, and it's just moving I want like you to know, this is a big upgrade for Marsley. The last time we did this, she had to pull a pulley to turn a fan the entire time but that Claire and Jamie were fucking herself, in And she enjoyed cake. doing it. Because so. she had to keep the cheese cool while they were just going to town. But anyway. <laughs> Um, she's so always doing work. As he, as he nears the, the new pristine butcher's hut of some kind, uh, what he doesn't see is that Galus, one by one, is taking off every piece of clothing that she wears <laughs> because it's a full moon and everyone knows you cannot buy blood from a female butcher on a full moon while wearing clothing. <laughs> everyone knows this. I researched it. It was in my grimoire. It's common knowledge. <laughs> Amongst widgets. Have you not seen the craft? <laughs> <laughs> so he walks in, he says, Milady, I have come with a guest who wishes to buy your wares. Here is get Ooh la la. <laughs> and then Marsley, yes, Marsley goes, oh, uh, I not again. He says, oh we. Oui. Two girls, one more. <laughs> and then somewhere on the bagpipes, Pony by Genuine starts playing. <laughs> 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 Keep going. Does that exist? 
That's what I ask of all of you. One of you plays the fucking bagpipes. And please tell us if anyone has ever YouTubed or recorded Pony by Genuine on the bagpipes. If not, if you can make it, if you know somebody, one of you knows a guy. I put, there's no way that this lovely group of people who have an enthusiastic interest in a show about Scotland, among other things, doesn't know one per, come on, show yourselves. Who knows a bagpipist? <laughs> you do? Yes. Oh, yes. yes! We got some bagpipes. Please back there ask too. her to learn. We well? will commission a cover of Pony by Genuine on the bagpipes. Yes. Uh, we really will. Well, oh, she's sending a text right now. We're on. So Fergus is, is smiling and he's using his hook to tear off his own clothing. <laughs> and and Marcy goes, Ugh, here we go again. <laughs> right over her head. And then we cut to commercial break. Yes. We, now we have a commercial for Gab's Room to Read, a charity fundraiser celebrating Diana Gabaldon's 70th birthday. This was handed to us by a lovely member in the audience. Thank you. Um, and this is really cool. They are raising $30,000. That's the goal. The goal is $30,000 to promote literacy uh, in Diana's name, which is really sweet. So you can go to uh, give.roomtoread.org slash Gab's Room to Read. Um, and I'm assuming you can probably also Google Gab's Room to Read if you don't want to type out a URL, which I understand because Google basically does it for you now and we are lazy. Mm -hmm. Oh God, okay. Oh, we just got, we we got too harsh. Do we do the commercial? No, we're back from commercial. We're back from commercial. We have to start now at coming out of commercial. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Start us off. I started off last time, you start off this time. You want me to start? Yeah, yes. You. Fairies. What, what did you just say? Fairies. Fairies don't like to fuck. <laughs> they love to fuck. <laughs> Sometimes they watch. I knew, I knew it. Sometimes they Participate. But today they did both. <laughs> when they came all of Frasers also. Frasers. Frasers. All when Frasers. When they came, all Frasers also came. I mean, they felt it in the air. It was all, thank you, good. Oh my God, they all yeah. came at the same time, you guys. That's a minute. That was a good one. Yeah. That was fun. So, meanwhile, back in the fairy hut, Jocasta and Myrta are so busy doing it that neither of them notices, not through scent, not through sight, not through the tiny delighted screams of their pleasure. They do not notice that they are surrounded by fairies. Yes. But as they, as the fairies watch and participate, it's complicated, but it works. It's time travel. I mean, Go just think it. about it. They're Go both at it. once. They're fucking themselves, too, by the way. It's very complicated. I don't know if you know this about fairy sex. It's really complicated. It's very poly. It's a very, it's very poly. They, um, well, uh, they watch and also have sex with themselves and each other and Myrta and also all the Frasers come like simultaneously. Wow. Uh, they begin cool. to sprinkle dust 
over Myrta mm. because they want to reward a man who knows how to please his lady. Uh, and he really does. Yeah, uh, uh, he really does. Like that fairy hut, I mean, it is well built <laughs> because it is taken a beating. Uh, <laughs> as Jocasta suddenly says, I see you, because they see. Don't she, go with the dice. She sees the fairies, even though she's. Yeah, she sees. That's how yeah. good that. That's how good that fuck was. Yes, she saw fairies. She saw fairies. So Murta is being sprinkled with fairy dust, and then he says, "Oh, I have the strangest. This is. They're just between bouts. They're just having a little. They're doing a little canoodling before they get back. Then Murta's gonna sing and go down at the same time. It's a, fa <laughs> it's a family trait. Um, the, uh, while they're having their canoodling, I've got the strangest feeling. Until this moment, I always thought I was destined to die against the tree in the woods in North Carolina, being shot accidentally while I'm trying to have a conversation with my good son. I just sensed it. I sensed it. But now, no, now I believe that what's going to, I don't know, I've lost it again, what's going to happen is I'm going to get shot. Jamie's going to drag my corpse through the North Carolina woods to a tent, and he's going to yell at his wife that she should save my life. And she's going to say she cannot, because it's true she cannot, because I'll be dead, but only mostly dead. <laughs> and then what's going to happen is uh, then uh, Jocasta is going to say, I know something who can help, and she's going to put me on a stretcher and she's going to drag me to a tree and she's going to push the right note on the tree and a door will open. She will go down. And then I just realized I've confused the I dungeon. This is the princess with the, This is the princess She's going to see Billy Crystal. And, and he's going to say, oh no, ah no. He's only mostly dead. And then... And then Jocasta goes, less talking, more fucking. And then lights Kato, out. And then Kato Kane goes, <laughs> Fire! <laughs> yeah! Obviously, we're not going to do that because you don't care, and that's totally fine. Um, so, instead, thank you for coming. Thank you for hanging out with us. I know a lot of you were unfamiliar with the show, so thanks for being like, that sounds dumb. Let's do it. Um, hopefully, <laughs> you had a good time. You hard. can find us on Twitter at PodlanderCast. You can find us on Instagram at PodlanderCast. You can find us on Patreon, where you can get access to the Slack channel, which people love. There, it's a great way to make friends. Uh, with all kinds of people who love Outlander and are cool and weird. Um, that's patreon.com slash podlanderdrunkcast. Am I forgetting anything, boss? Uh, but we also like to let you know we have a Oh, yeah. Show called Sick 
Sickburn Jane. And if you do go to a lot of cons, we will also be at C2E2 and at Wizard World next weekend. So come say hi. Mm -hmm. That's all. You rule. Thank you for hanging out with Thank us. Thank you so much.